who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can uh, hello everyone and welcome to the positively processing podcast i'm your steve fountas with me is the incomparable Eric Sanchez. We haven't done a show in a month, and you're giving yourself a nickname? Yeah, I mean, I have to. <laughs> well, but, but since it's been a month, you know, because we'll get into all the crap that I've been going through over here, and you've been going through. Well, I don't know about you, but me. Um, make sure, are you recording on your end? Are you good? Uh, let's see. I'm at 34, 35, okay, good. 30. Just yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, what's so, been going on with you, first of all? A lot. So before we get into that, since it's been a while, it's like literally been a month since our last show, mm-hmm. make sure you're following us on the social media accounts, Facebook, Positively Processing Podcast. Just search that. Join the group. PPW Podcast on Twitter. Also, we're on threads now. You thread? Are you on the threads? You got to get on threads. What's threads? So it's Instagram's answer to Twitter. It's pretty cool. So oh, check it out. Okay. So it, yeah, it'll basically you have an Instagram. You download the Threads app. It will link your Instagram account to it. Okay. And it's gonna it, blow it, the dust off that thing. There you go. Um, but yeah, we're on t- Threads, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, also, you can find all of our past shows for free in your favorite podcast app. Just search "Positively Processing Podcast," and we'll be there for you for a bunch of fun, old school, nostalgic wrestling talk. And there's even some special episodes in there. Maybe maybe you want to do a Christmas in July little celebration for yourself. Go back and listen to some more Christmas specials or a Christmas movie look back. <laughs> They're all in there for you. Just search Positively Processing Podcast or favorite podcast app. Um, but, yeah, so let, let I mean, we're not going to get too far in, too much into it. But so a few things have happened here mm-hmm. in my house. Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. I guess it was July, July 4th or 5th, July 5th. Monsoon season came to the south suburbs of Chicago. It sure did. Know. Got flash and flash warnings on my phone. Flash, oh, yeah. Flash, flash floods. floods. Yeah. And on the 5th, I come downstairs in my basement, the PPW studio, and I look up near the window well. And I'm like, huh, there's water there. And I look down the carpet. I'm like, huh, this is wet. And I was like, crap, water must have overflowed into the window well at first i thought it came in through the floor like there was a crack and mm-hmm. whatever um but i'm like okay well i'm gonna cut this part of the carpet out did you have anything on the wall that got wet like- i had stuff on the wall but nothing got wet um, okay b- because the way where the stuff directly under like directly under the window there's nothing really there so nothing got wet there but i moved all the crap away from out of this area of the basement cut the carpet. I'm like okay and then i thought hmm let me go clear the gutters but when I cleared the gutters, I didn't do what you're supposed to do, which is clear the gutter drains. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't do that. Um, right. So, well, what it was, I opened up, because I have gutter guards, I opened them up, and there wasn't really water in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just little clumps. I'm like, oh, which, whatever. So then it yeah. rained even harder 
the next day here and uh, got more water in. And this time I was watching the one when it happened and it just pouring in. I'm like, I'm just going, I'm just down here. You know me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you texted me. You're like, are you home? I'm like, no. Well, that was, I won't be different... home for like four hours. Yeah. That was a different thing. So I, so anyway, during that scene, I already had the carpet pretty much cut up, so it wasn't a big deal, but it was still water coming in. You know, it was pouring. Mm-hmm. It was, and it happened because it was raining so hard. So I had a bunch of towels ready. I had the shop vac to suck up the water, all that stuff. And we're not talking like a foot of water. There was just, it was just flowing in here, um, through the, right through the window, the top of mm-hmm. the window, the window well. And it, then it slowed down and then it stopped raining. So I went up on the ladder and I looked in the gutter again. Sure enough, both drains were completely clogged with like pine needles and dirt. I yeah. pulled that up and then just all the water just flowed down the downspot like it's supposed to, right? So then it rained again that night. Sure enough, nothing happened. The water was fine. Had a couple of people out here, a couple companies. All three of them said the same thing. It's like, you fixed the issue. The issue was the gutters were clogged. It uh-huh. was it was basically the water was coming to the point where your window well is. It was just overflowing directly onto it. They're like, it's like you're pouring a hose down your window well. Yeah. And that that's what happened. So <clears throat> I, I fixed it. It's annoying that I had to do it, right? But then <laughs> it's annoying that I had to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. But the reason I asked you to come over because I was like, well, I don't know if this is going to happen again. I want to just put all my shit out of the basement and bring mm-hmm. it upstairs. Yeah. Right. And I was by myself, and like, I just needed help to move stuff. And luckily, I didn't need to. It's just the one corner, the one wall where it's put up. I'm actually on the floor right now because my little table for the PPWs to do is over, still not put away. So I'm like a pilgrim podcasting here, crisscross mm-hmm. applesauce on the floor. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but then uh, last November, we had a leak on the roof, uh, and I got it fixed. But then since all the rain happened, I looked up, and I'm like, huh, there's a wet spot right in the ceiling where they uh, fixed that leak last time. That's great. <laughs> so I've got to deal with that now. Yeah. Uh, that's not fixed again yet, but I called the company that fixed it. They're like, yeah, we'll come out here. The problem is it's been raining here the past few days. It's also been tornadoing here the past – well, luckily not by us. Mm-hmm. Literally all the storms missed us. Um but the uh, he's supposed to come out hopefully on Saturday to take a look at that and fix it. But the good news is about all this is give me a little bit of a blank slate to kind of like, huh, maybe I can rearrange a few things down here. So I've got some options to look at that, to move things around, uh, to keep an eye on things too. Um, we always talk about on the show, and I think people like it too, kind of what, what are you looking for? What are, your, what are you doing for? What are you looking for wrestling stuff? So any merch you're looking for, figures, any like rearrangements you're doing. So you got anything you're you're checking out or wanting to look at? Um, well, I did order. I think it was a Shane McMahon, and it was him in the suit. I think it's from a. It's a basic. Um, what do you call those? Like battle packs or whatever they were. Yeah. I, I don't know who he came with, but I, like, I think it was. It might have been Daniel Bryan. It might yeah, have been, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, I ordered him loose because I saw somebody's picture on on Twitter, and they had everything separated from Attitude Era, Golden Age Era, mm-hmm. AEW, and all this different type of stuff. And I was zooming in like on his pictures because I'm like, oh, this looks pretty cool. I'm like, where's that Vince McMahon from? Because that you know he had the Shane McMahon suit, the blue suit with the the white shirt underneath and whatever. I'm like, that looks good. So I said, where is that? How did you know? What did you use to make that Vince McMahon? Because I know it's it's not available. And he's like, oh, I used a Shane McMahon from whatever he said. And I'm like, oh. Okay, that's a good idea. So I ordered so the Shane McMahon. Okay. okay. Yeah, I took the head off McMahon. I took the little gym shoes off. I swapped the bottom half. I'm cracking torsos over here. <laughs> You're cracking to- I'm cracking skulls and torsos. So I'm trying to watch videos on how to do it right and not like fuck that up. So anyways, I, I, I got it. <laughs> so, 
you know what I mean. I'm not, I'm not trying to like destroy anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I did, uh, what the tutorial was saying. I used like a, a, a razor. I'm like cutting down the sides, the seams of the plastic. Blah, blah, You're blah. like a MacGyver of yeah. customizing over here. Look at you. So I, so I got a big bowl of hot water, <laughs> you know, kind of, uh, kind someone of walks it on you like, Oh God, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is this nerd doing? <laughs> so anyways, I got it all put together, but I feel like it, it, and it does look like the neck isn't long enough. So it's almost like there's, I got a no neck Vince McMahon with the Shane McMahon uh, figure body itself. What and head did you use for Vince? The, the, the one from, uh, what is it? The, the network exclusive when he's in okay. the, the sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I use, that's the only one I have because it's also like the same head, head, uh, style that he had in the attitude era. Mm-hmm. But he also would wear like the suits with no tie. You um, know, we never got for Mattel like a 98, 99 higher power Vince McMahon mm-hmm. attitude figure. I wonder why not. We've gotten we've gotten the WrestleMania 3 build a figure. We got the old school one and all that. But we need an attitude one. I we think. do. We need that. But I guess or you could just be you and just use razor blades and hot water and, and make your own. Yeah, you know what? I figure once I do that, like a month from now, like, oh, here's the Vince McMahon from 98 in the suit. I'm like, golly. <laughs> so the first order I got was through through Mercari. So I offered the guy like eight bucks plus like $6 shipping, whatever, and he accepted it. I'm like, all right, cool. Three, four days later goes by. Mercari sends me a message like, oh, your seller hasn't shipped yet. We're going to send him a message to ship it. I'm like, man, because sometimes that happens. Like you order something from someone on a Mercari. And they mm-hmm. just don't send, uh, they don't send it. So it's like there's no communication, nothing, and then you just end up canceling it. So I had to end up canceling that one. I found one on eBay, and I offered $8 for that one because I figured that's about what it's worth because I'm going to cut it up anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was only like five four or $5 shipping. So I saved a couple bucks on there. eBay got it, sent it out. You know, good job for the eBay seller. So I, I did that. I made it. I'll, I'll put pictures out there. But uh, the only other one I'm really looking for is that brother love like i keep uh, keep kind of stalking the website i hit up a couple targets uh, between here and we're like an hour away from where have you been to the target in tanley they're clearancing a million hogan's wcw hogan's and a bunch of wild samoans dude there's like 30 ultimate warriors (laughs) like dingo warrior (laughs) dingo warriors yeah yeah (laughs) um so yeah the wild samoans i saw for for like uh not wild samoans the uh the head shrinkers Mm mm-hmm uh, for 11 bucks. I remember I bought them like two months ago for like 17. So I just bought the new ones and returned those with my receipt from two months ago. That I Look at you. Cause what, cause retails for suckers. For suckers. And 100% I'm doing the, the same thing with the bread. Cause the bread is like $24 online. Yeah. And I paid 33 or 34. So I'm like, why am I going to pay that much? So I know it's like five bucks or six bucks, but whatever. It's, Listen, it's, it's bucks. It, I get it. It makes, it makes you feel better about mm-hmm. it. I'm, if I see that ultimate Brett with the pink, the all pink one from Target, if because I have it mint on card, if I see one down to like eleven bucks, twelve yeah. bucks, you know, like I'll probably buy a second one to open. Yeah, um, I was at Walmart a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, whatever it was. Um, but I saw that same Brett in the blackjack, and I'm like, well, maybe I want this. That's one the too. re-release one. That's the re-release from the first ultimate. Yeah. yeah, maybe I want that one too. I think the pink one's better. It's it pops more. It's more of a eye catchy catching yeah, one for sure. You're right. Because if you weren't, I would have got that one and put that one on display. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, the, I'm looking. I've saw, I've got a few things for sale. Uh, I'm gonna sell last year's No Holds Barred San Diego Comic Con exclusive, the Hogan and Zeus, because I'm like this doesn't fit anywhere. 
in my st- like collection of stuff. It's just its own mm-hmm. thing, which I, I, it's supposed to be. And No Holds Barred's great and all that, but I got the VHS, I got the Blu-ray, I got the DVD, so I can watch it whenever. Um, I don't really need to rip them thing set. So I've got it up there for sale. And if you, you want to hit me up on You don't want to Twitter. display it in your uh, VHS collection? It, it, the way it displays is cool. Like the, it's like a, it's like a video cassette, mm-hmm. but when it's in the box, you can only see basically Hogue or Rip and Zeus's head. You don't even get to see the full figure, how it's yeah. set up, you know? So it's not even a cool display type of thing. At least for me it is. It's, it's a cool presentation, but I, it just doesn't fit in my, in my collection right now. I get it. I get it. So uh, I don't know if you saw StarCast is coming back to Chicago. to Schaumburg. No, I didn't. Yes, it's coming back, so we'll have to check that out. I'm sure there'll be some AEW people there, maybe some cool. more legends. And uh, the only I, there's a few like I kind of hope Dustin Rhodes is there. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Like I get my AEW figure signed by him. I'd like I want a picture with Gold Dust, you know, <laughs> be a maybe a something to check out. And we'll see if anyone else jumps on there. Um, Starcast well, he, well, was, he's, was always he's been the, fun. He's the keep on trucking guy right now. He's got that half, okay. half mask, half That's paint. Okay. Okay, listen. It's like, I'm not signing gold dust. He'll be who I want him to be. I'm going to, listen, Carney, yeah, here's you're your paying, cash. It's like, everybody's got a price. Sign it gold dust. <laughs> do I have to laugh like that? Of course you do. That's how as you I'm get steal, it over. As I'm stealing money from a church. No, uh-huh. I was his kid or something like that. That's yeah. going on with him right now. Well, he knew about it. Sure he did. Of course he did. <laughs> He's like, Teddy, <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell anybody I was on, on this with you. Okay, He's Dad. <laughs> That was the the conversation way. That's it. That's all it was. Got to keep it simple. Yeah. Anything else you're, you're keeping an eye out or checking out? Um, I don't think so. I think that's it. I keep kind of looking for that Andre for you, but I haven't seen him. Me neither. I've seen a handful of Elite 100s. I saw the Rey Mysterio. I saw the Becky Lynch. Yeah. But no Andre. Uh, nothing. Nothing. So I'll, I'll keep, keep on looking too. So if you find him, let me know. I guess it's not that big of a deal. We got the Ultimate Andre coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, I, I do want suited Andre because I think that's yeah. pretty cool. So you can rip the cross off Hogan. I challenge you for the WrestleMania. I challenge you, Hulk Hogan, for the WrestleMania. And then Piper, you're bleeding. You're bleeding. I think the only other thing I'm checking, I'm trying, I'm still waiting <laughs> for, is that Jonathan Bartlett, right before WrestleMania, teased another like couple posters or oh. prints. Nothing come out, and I think I hope it's not because stupid fanatics took over. WWE shop. Me and Rad Chad been talking, and you know we, we're, could we be. want those. We want those. I, they teased. I believe it was going to be Macho Man versus Ric Flair from WrestleMania. 8, oh, that would be, be a good one. It would be. It would be with with Liz on the nude centerfold on the mm-hmm. big screen. And the, yeah, the, and they, they on the back sent- on the back of it, it's just a naked picture of Liz, the unreleased. Right. Yeah, they got like a black bar was censored over it. Like uh, I was watching, so I've got a bunch of VHS tapes, right, and. One of them, like, I'll, I'll pop it in sometimes when I'm doing the laundry, and, and I've got a little TV VCR combo in there. I'm like, Snicker, a snicker treat? What's something? No, I, maybe. <laughs> I, I watched, started watching some of that. Who, who, baby? Snicker treat. There's some good stuff on there. But the, it was like, a, I'm like, what haven't I watched before? And I've bought in like lots of VHS wrestling tapes before. And one of them had like, Divas Take the Caribbean. I'm like, what mm-hmm. is this? It's literally just like individual little 
bios about the women at the time, which was like the cat, Ivory, yeah. Trish Stratish, Sable, whatever. And they're on like a bikini shoot in the Caribbean. It's just them like talking about like, yeah, I really think we're powerful women and they're divas. Respect, get a lot of respect. And then they've got the cat. She's like, I don't think people want to see women wrestle. They want to see bra and panties. Like, oh, well, times yeah, have certainly what, changed. that's what we want to see. Times have certainly changed. Here. Bras anyway, and panties. Anyway. That's what I was was checking out while I was doing laundry. I'm like, oh no, I felt like I like I was in eighth grade. <laughs> we got got the hand on the pause button, in the yeah. remote or the stop button or the wait for one the, of your kids to walk down the steps. You're like, oh, I hear you. Pause. Stop. Or or the uh, like Turn when you were a kid, you had your hit your thumb on the remote when you got on like the Cinemax channel or you know mm-hmm. Showtime after dark. You hit the last button. Yeah. <laughs> they don't see it. Then you hit the up again. So they don't. <laughs> you go back to Sports Center or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm just watching this before bed. So this week, because it's summer, we're going to talk a little SummerSlam. And we're going to talk SummerSlam favorite matches. I have my top 10 SummerSlam favorite matches. You have some of your favorite matches. We'll kind of well, go actually, back and forth. Well, actually, some of them. your, actually, all of mine that I had, like in my head, is on your list. So, okay. We don't have so to I've deviate a, much. I've got a few honorable mentions as well. And these are ones that did not make the top 10 of SummerSlam matches. Also, the time frame is 1988 to 2013, and I thought because you know I've watched every SummerSlam since 13, I, but I just haven't really paid close attention to remember mm-hmm. which match. There's been great matches over the years. I just can't. For me, and for this show, I can't off the top of my head be like, yeah, I remember you know Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz or or whatever it was. <laughs> like these, I don't yeah. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So here's some honorable mentions. Let me know if any of these kind of you know, tickle your fancy. <laughs> From SummerSlam 91, this did not make the list, but it was close. Ted DiBiase versus Virgil for the million-dollar title. That, one, that was a fun match. It was, and there was a huge pop when Virgil won the million-dollar title. Yeah. Was, did you see they're deal. coming out with the Virgil with the, the striped pants? Yeah, it's a Build-A-Figure. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't think I need them that bad, do I? <laughs> I don't need them that bad. Uh, another one that didn't make the list, SummerSlam 1992, Macho Man versus The Ultimate Warrior. Not as good as the WrestleMania 7 match, obviously, but it's still a really good match. I rewatched SummerSlam 92 recently. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this match rules. And it's got my favorite pre-build promo where Warrior and Macho Man are talking, and Macho Man's got like the most like, pimp line ever. <laughs> I'm the Macho Man Randy Savage, and I'm the World Wrestling Federation Champion, and you're not! And everyone's like, oh, shit, he's right. Let's, yeah. <laughs> and you're not. That's good. Another one from 1989, the Brain Busters versus the Heart Foundation. The open That's a good one. It's a damn good one. Damn good yeah. one. But I, it couldn't make the top 10. Uh, another one that just missed, Bret Hart uh, from SummerSlam 93. He wrestled both Doink the Clown and Jerry the King Lawler. So good stuff. Uh, another one we've got is from SummerSlam 93. This match, it's not great. But it's got a little nostalgia thing for me. It's it's Lex Luger versus Yokozuna from SummerSlam 93. And it's all the pomp and circumstance. It's Aaron Neville. It's Lennox Lewis carrying out <laughs> no, Lennox Lewis carrying out stuff for uh Bulldog I love your Neville impression. Yeah. Well he sang the national anthem. Oh, okay. Thank you for bringing me on your list to see. Anyway. This one very close to making the top ten. And maybe next week we'll look at this whole SummerSlam mm-hmm. from 1997. Bret Hart versus The Undertaker, WWF Championship, Shawn Michaels special guest referee. Uh, it's just 
this was probably number that's probably number 11 honestly on my list although once yeah. you see my number nine everyone's like well that probably should have been bumped <laughs> for that uh another one tlc 2000 the SummerSlam 2000 it's edge and christian hardy boys and mm-hmm. dudley's yeah there's been so many and it's still great and it was still awesome but it just 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 missed it another one yeah. this is this one's underrated everyone remembers the wrestlemania 19 match but Kurt Angle from versus Brock Lesnar from SummerSlam 03. Hell of a match there to check out. Um, if you haven't watched that one in a while, I'm sure like, who's like wants to like, I'm going to pop on SummerSlam 93. Like no one says that. Or, or sorry, 03. 93, everyone says that. You got to see the Lex Express. Um, and this one I think would have made your top 10 list. It just missed mine. It's probably number 12. Daniel Bryan versus John Cena from SummerSlam 2013 as well. So Yeah, that's right around... 2012 i was just like getting back into wrestling which was just fun for me because i was with somebody who really liked it too which made it more fun for me to watch because i didn't feel like i had to go you know watch it in a different room (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it it was fun to watch it with her so 2012 2013 that's when i really started getting back into everything but i got a couple honorable mentions i'm cool with your top 10 okay Uh, let's hear your honorable mentions but but you did mention the cena uh brian match um from SummerSlam 92, Rick Martell and Shawn Michaels and the face-off and, you know, no touching the faces. Yeah, that Sherry, was, like, I love that match. That's just, that's fine. And then, like, he the, the dumps the water on her. And then they, uh-huh. she keep, he, they keep dropping her down the aisle. That's, that's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. fun. It's fun. That's what we've been talking about. We've spent so many times. Give us a Rick Martell SummerSlam 92 elite where he's dressed like Andre Agassi. Yeah. That's, Tennis racket. Perfect. It mm-hmm. would be. Okay. Well, she got in your honorable mentions. Anything else? No, that was the two. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, so here we go. We're, we got 10 SummerSlam matches. Before we get into the top 10, what are your – is SummerSlam a favorite pay-per-view for you? Is it – where would you rank it for ones you look forward to over the – like not necessarily now, but ones you used to look forward to over the years as a kid? Like, oh, I can't wait for this paper. Where would it rank for the big four for you? Um, the slams, as I like to call it. It's hard to say because, I mean, some slams some slams were better than rumbles. and You know what I mean? But I just felt like the, the gimmicks of the Royal Rumble like made that my favorite one. Uh, WrestleMania yeah. is just, you know, just a big, 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 big show. Uh, love that one. SummerSlam, I mean, I guess I'd rank it four if I'm just going back because I always think it's just my big four. I mean, there's obviously yeah. 12 or 13, 10 sometimes, whatever. But, I mean, I just go back to the big four and I'd rank that like the fourth. Because so I, I like funny. I like Survivor Series, yeah. I mean, especially the when the original ones because it was a novelty yeah. for these four teams to mm-hmm. be or these teams these guys all team together. And I it, we I'd rank it number four too, and that's not because I don't like SummerSlam, but there's a couple reasons why. One, to me, SummerSlam meant school starts again, yeah. and that's like this sucks. Like school's in session, <laughs> so maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know how people go to school across the country and the world, but around here, it was always before Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So SummerSlam's in August. There's a good chance you already are in school when it's happening. It's on a Monday or a Sunday. You can't watch it. Mm-hmm. It's it. It's the end of summer. You know that's what it signaled to me. And there were matches I definitely would look forward to as a kid. I, ironically, I loved renting the tapes like. Of Summer Slams, I rented mm-hmm. Summer Slam '92 a million times. Rented '91 a million times. They always, they always were, stood out to me. So yeah. I, I always re-rented them. It wasn't like I avoided them, but I always, I always checked them out for sure. It's just for me, just growing up, it was like, eh, that means we gotta go back to school, which 
less time to watch wrestling, I guess, from you. Is that what that Yeah. Mean? You're like, you got to do your studies, boy. I was a bad studier, for sure, growing up. Um, do you have a favorite SummerSlam? I don't know, kind of put you in this spot. What do you think? Like a favorite overall SummerSlam? There's a, there's a bunch of good ones. For I'll let you think, but I, I don't know if I could pick one. I, I tend to think it's 91, but I feel like I watched yeah. 90, 92 more. Uh, 92 just got the epic feel. I think if Gorilla Monsoon was on commentary for 92, it'd be a no uh, question number one. Vince was good, and Bobby was great, but Gorilla and Bobby at SummerSlam would be amazing. Could you imagine that? Bobby Heen with his crown. Yeah. Bobby with his crown. Like, what? I'll get you thrown out of here. What are you doing, <laughs> Brain? You piece of garbage. You know you're not a real king. Get out of here. Screaming at him. Uh, right. 92 is probably... Also, more modern ones. SummerSlam 13 freaking rules. Like the, All those matches are great for a later one. It's funny we say more modern one. That's over 10 years old now. I um, know. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that's really good is SummerSlam 2002. And I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, but that's when I've gone back to and watched, and it's, yeah. it, that one kicks ass for sure. Um, what about, I, I what's feel your, like what's there's your always like good matches at every pay-per-view. It's hard to like remember like where they happened, like of, of recent, just because there's a lot going on in, in everybody's adult lives. And it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, when did that happen? Uh, 2017 oh. or 2012? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, right. I think it was 20, 2016. Um, SummerSlam, I think it was Miz and, and uh, Ziggler. Oh, that's your favorite SummerSlam? What, what are we talking about? That's not my about favorite here? one. It's probably okay, a, just of, the re- of the recent ones, that's probably was a solid The last one. one was good, where Brock Lesnar brought the forklift out and tipped the yeah. ring over. That was good, yeah, too. Yeah, the ending was good, yeah. Yeah, they're good. What, so what's your favorite SummerSlam? 91, you think? 92? I gotta go with think? 91. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's my sweet spot. For sure. All right, so here we go. This is the top 10 SummerSlam matches. As picked by being kind of Eric. Number 10. From 1998, Triple H versus The Rock. Ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship for Madison Square Garden. This is a match when I was... I don't know why I thought... Up until pretty... Not pretty recently, but a few years ago. I was like, this match was kind of overrated. But I've rewatched it. It kicks ass. The it crowd's does. hot for it. The ending's awesome. There's a lot of drama to it. It's got two guys that are literally just underneath ready to be superstars and triple h won he won the ic title but really it was the launching point for the rock to go after the main event the wwf championship because that's where he ended up in november of that year at the deadly games tournament and mm-hmm. it's a deadly games remember that and the main events wrestlemania that in 99 <laughs> remember too. that remember that like like chris farley talking to paul mcgarney no but i yeah, don't this, remember that it was awesome. It was freaking not the best ladder match of all time or anything, but it was yeah. still really, really good and definitely deserves, I think, to be in top ten. So I think I think looking back at like before these guys made it like super over, like super big, it's fun to watch them like as they're on the rise. Mm-hmm. And just the crowd's so hot for this too, and it's it's mm-hmm. kind of a long match, which could have hurt it, but I it did it doesn't. It's it's really really good, and I was such a. DX fan then. I don't know if you were a DX or a rock fan or who you were rooting for, but that was, I was DX baby. Yeah, and this that was the Highway to Hell SummerSlam, which had the awesome Austin Undertaker build. Pretty sure we watched this at a friend's house. I'm pretty sure they ordered it. We were you know, got some pizza, got to hang out, and in eighth, ninety eight. 
I would have been a freshman going into freshman year of high school for me, you know. So still wearing my Stone Cold shirt, probably still had a bowl cut. Was it uh-huh. cool yet? <laughs> you weren't. <laughs> I don't think so. I could have been. Definitely yeah. didn't have like a girlfriend or anything, but uh, but I was because they were afraid. They were afraid to ask you. Is that they're like he's, he's that going to say no? Look how cool is that, he is. Yeah. Was, look how cool he is. You know what? Over the years, like I've heard. I mean, not. You know, recently, obviously, I'm just saying like 15 years ago, I would heard like, oh, yeah, somebody wanted to ask you to this dance, but they didn't because they were like intimidated. I'm like, oh, that would have been nice if they did. By you? Yeah. Like, like in high school. and, and What were you, were you just stuff. like a cool, you wearing too many Pearl Jam shirts or something? Why are they so intimidated by you? I don't know. They, they thought I was too charismatic. I, I had too much, oh, I had no, too much I, confidence. Can't ask, can't ask Eric. He's a tough boy. We don't want to, we don't want to talk to him. Can't him. He, can't take he, him. He, he smokes marijuana. Did you go to high school dances? No. None? No. Did you go to prom? No. What are you yelling at me for? I'm just asking you questions. Because <laughs> you just asked, did you go to dances? I said no. You said none of them? I said no. You said prom? <laughs> what about homecoming? Turnabout? What? No. <laughs> Sock hop? <laughs> no. Like, no. I'm going to laugh at you. No, man. <laughs> Is that what your parents no. told you? Your sister's telling you? No, I'm just pulling that from some Adam Sandler. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, anyway, number 10, Rock versus Triple H, <laughs> Summer Sun, 1998. Number nine. Now, this is the one. This is this should be number one. People are going to hear the honorable mentions that didn't make it. <laughs> Kurt <laughs> Angle, Brock Lesnar, TLC, Daniel Bryan, John Cena. But they could not crack the, the Usos top 10. and the, uh, what's, what's that guy's name? The Solo Sokoa? No, 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 no. Luke. Uh, Luke. Luke Bush Harper Rackard. and Rowan. What were they called? The, the Bludgeon Wyatt? The Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> yeah, that was a good match. I think that was 14 or 15. It was. But number nine from SummerSlam 1991. Oh, yeah. The Jailhouse match. Was this Big a Boss nice Man. on the pole match? No, that was a Survivor Series. This is Jailhouse oh, okay. match. Big Boss Man versus the Mountie. The loser spends the night in New York City jail. Yeah. The thread throughout the show of the Mountie going to jail. Throughout the night. The, it, right. It's just the best thing ever. So I'm counting all of that in this. And that's why <laughs> you have it. to. It's not the match. It's everything. No. It's, it's the Mountie like, no, no, don't take my picture. Don't take my thumbprint. It's like, ah, you're hurting me. And then he looks up. He's like, hey, I heard the boss man kicked your butts. And he goes, what'd you say? And they snap his photo. Uh-huh. And then apparently they, they indicate that the Mounties molested at the end of the night. And we're supposed to laugh at that when he's in the jail. <laughs> you do laugh at it. Oh man, Did, I thought I thought Jacques Rousseau like just owned this character. Like he was he was the Mountie. He is. He said, "I'm the Mountie," and he always gets his man. He's got a shock stick. Uh-huh. And former Intercontinental Champion. Don't forget. Right. We need a Mountie. W- Mountie w- figure. We do. Is he must not have a Legends deal? WWF oh, probably not tag team champion but the whole thing and the match itself is a couple minutes five six minutes but this again i'm counting the entire thread throughout the entire show mm-hmm. of the mountie in jail which is why this crack number nine sorry for all the classics and i think the listeners of our show if you're still around if we've been gone for a month um would <laughs> if you're still that. around would approve of. there's going to be some loyalists our buddy steve hoker mr Always post a memes in the Facebook group. He'll mm-hmm. he'll be loyal. He'll he'll help us out. He'll still be there. Yeah, spread the um, word, Hoker. <laughs> he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, this is just when I think fun wrestling, 
This was this is it. And this so easily could have just been horrible. But the the reason it worked is because the Mountie leaned into it. He didn't half-ass it. He be, he full-on sold, this is the worst thing that's ever happening to me in my entire life. And you bought it the entire way. So that makes number nine. Number eight. From SummerSlam 1990. Hulk Hogan versus the Earthquake. And I think if you go back to the archives, we did this show. We did SummerSlam 90, right? We, we looked at that. We talked about that show before, right? Probably. I mean, we talked yeah. about a lot. We did. And <laughs> I don't, I don't have wa- the list. <laughs> when you watch that match, you're like, this is going to be, you know, Hogan beating up a big fat guy. But Earthquake is young. He's a beast. He's agile. He's fast. Hogan slams him on the floor. The crowd's crazy nuts hot for it because this is after Hogan came back, after he crushed his ribs. Mm-hmm. Remember people had to write the Hulkster letters. And I yeah, think the t- Tugster is like, hey, help my, send my, fr- send my friend a letter. Let him know you're thinking of him. So you didn't like Hogan, right? When is it? We talked about this. You and then were six like, months later, you're on the mailing list. <laughs> <laughs> Get magazines and advertisements. You didn't like the Hulkster, but do you, when you're watching a kid where you were like, oh man, I, I think Hulk's really hurt. Or you're like, nah, he'll come back and he'll beat this, this, this earthquake fella. Um, I think my, like the scale of like, do I care that he's hurt? I mean, I, it didn't really like affect me that way. Well, Ultimate Warrior is champion. So you're just thinking about him. He's the, he's the yeah, future kinda. of the 90. He's the Mr. 90s, but he, he really was. only made it to. 1991 <laughs> to January of 91. He's Mr. 90. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, he got, and the slots beat him for the title at uh, Royal Rumble 91. But yeah, that's that's my number eight, Hogan versus Earthquake. Hogan, I, as much as he's associated with being in the main event of, of all the WrestleManias, even being in kind of the big honcho in some of those Survivor Series, early Survivor Series, mm-hmm. I don't think of Hogan as a SummerSlam guy. I don't either. You know? He's def- and, and and that could be because SummerSlam didn't start till '88, so he had a few years to kind of build it up. But even he's even more of an appearance on the Rumble. He won two Royal Rumbles, '90 and '91, but not a SummerSlam guy. But he did make his way on the list. So Hulk Hogan versus Earthquake, number eight, number seven, Bret the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart cage match, SummerSlam. Yeah, this 94. one should be this one should be higher. So some people think this is the best cage match of all time. Do you know that our friend Jeff from the Fully Posable podcast is uh-huh. the only person in the entire world that hates this match? Why? He doesn't I listen. I don't know. <laughs> you never asked why? I do. He just says his his response is eh, eh. And what's funny is Jeff is like a gigantic Bret Hart fan. Yeah. Has tons is of it, Bret Hart. It, maybe it's too long or maybe it's it's going against his brother. Everybody just bullied Jeff into liking this match. And I think even his brother Scott like called him out once on one of their shows and fully posable. Like <laughs> it's like what it's like dude, what what are you doing here? But for me, the match rules. It's got a lot of drama about who's going to catch out like get out first. They they yeah. set the match up of mm-hmm. the the of an actual like what you would do in a cage match. Like I'm trying to get out. Like you want to win the match, especially Owen he wants to win the championship and it's got the big blue steel cage, which we, of course, both love. Of course. The apparent, they apparently went over their time. And a so undertake, what? Right, exactly. Undertaker, Undertaker can chill out. Like, we didn't need another couple no minutes of that. No one gives a shit about that. <laughs> but this was a, it was just awesome. And the British Bulldog came back. He was in the crowd yeah. with his cutoff, I think, like khaki shirt or something like that. But 
It was. This is one of the tops. Where would you put this? I got it at number seven. How much higher would you put it up? Do you think? Uh, three or four. Really? Okay. Yeah, so you I put it. Up up, I put it up a little higher. Okay. Any other thoughts or comments on this? This match I have at number seven, Brett versus Owen. Summer. No, you're just you're just bringing back some memories. Yeah. Truth truth be told, I, I knew we were going to do this earlier today, but I had to work, and I thought maybe you know on my break <laughs> or something like that, I could kind of go through the list and kind of just reminisce about stuff. But that didn't happen today, so that's okay because you you're the sidekick, you're the wacky sidekick. That's me, wacky wacky. <laughs> you're the incomparable sidekick, as you called uh, yourself at the beginning of the show. That's that's right. All right, so we're at number six now. Shawn Michaels versus Triple H, SummerSlam 2002. Shawn Michaels' comeback match after being off since 1998. Again, I wasn't watching. Is this, this the, uh, was it No Holds Barred or No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a fight. This is a and good one. I liked it's it. It's great, especially considering Shawn was gone for four years. And I, mm-hmm. I wasn't watching at the time, but I remember reading online that Shawn was like coming back or whatever. Like, oh, I got to watch this. So I seeked it out, you know, watched this match, and I've watched it multiple times over again since. And it's a great match as a standalone match, not knowing yeah. or even thinking about Sean hasn't wrestled in four years. But they just, like, from the first moment they start, it's he's just kicking ass, right? Sean Michaels is back. He was my favorite wrestler. I was so pumped he was back and excited. And, again, I wasn't even watching, but I made a point to watch this. And this is one that holds up mm-hmm. over time, too. You know, it's... See, at the time when I was watching this, I knew, I mean, when you know somebody and they put it out there and you know that they're friends, it's hard to get into the story that they're not because you know that they are, you know? So it's hard for me to get into this match at the time, but mm -hmm. trying to like put that aside where they call it suspend disbelief, you know, you kind of put that to the side. It's a good match. I just saw the Mission Impossible movie tonight. You want to talk about suspending disbelief? There's some, Tom there's Cruise some, with his middle there's tooth? Some sus, he, there's some suspension, but it was great. It was a great movie. Go, go check it out. <laughs> no, thanks. No, thanks? <laughs> I don't like Tom Cruise. Why? I just don't like his acting. I, I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's too robotic. What a what a hot take we got tonight here. <laughs> Put him yeah. on the list with Keanu Reeves. You don't like John Wick? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams, except for Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Everything else is Good, terrible. Goodwill Hunting. What about it? <laughs> Just Eric shits on popular actors podcast. No, I no, I like uh, I like Matt Damon. So he, who's your who's your, Matt Damon? Who's your favorite actor? Well, I got a question for you, Matt <laughs> Matt Damon or Leonardo DiCaprio? Who would movie are you going to see if they're starring in it? Matt Damon. Really? Yeah. Matt Damon's made some stinkers. He That's okay. Me. We bought a zoo. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. I was going to watch it. I was going to watch it. I didn't see that one either. <laughs> it was all so, so bad, both of them. We got a zoo at least has Scarlett Johansson in it, who's my mm-hmm. like, uh, probably my celebrity like. Yeah. I get a hall pass. That's what. Okay. Like, yeah, Good for you. One, thank you. Um, <laughs> you got a hall pass. If I did, and she agreed to it, um, or or like. 92 Michelle Pfeiffer when she was Catwoman. That's another one, too. Okay. So I need a time machine for this weird hypothetical thing we're talking about here. Yeah. Anyway. Where were we talking? Anyway, Shawn Michaels. (laughs) 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 Bloody match. Michaels goes through tables. My favorite part of this match. 
is when Shawn Michaels is on the top rope and Triple H is on the floor through a table. Michaels mm-hmm. looks up, does the, well, I'm crazy. Does the <laughs> yeah. cuckoo thing, he just jumps through it. It's, it gets a huge pop from the crowd. It's, I don't know how many people go back and watch some of this stuff, especially from this 02 era, because it's kind of a weird era because it's post-WCW purchase. They're still trying to figure themselves out before the Ruthless Aggression era starts, but it's it's definitely worth your time to go back and watch this SummerSlam 2002 Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. So go check that out. This is probably the first one that I, I skipped. Okay. Yeah. You skipped to watch live SummerSlam 02 or just... Yeah. And, no, okay. no, I skipped to, to watch it live. That's probably yeah. right around... Well, you got the ECW, the WCW, the mm-hmm. Alliance and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was cool for what it was at the time. And it just didn't like hold my interest. And then it became like I'd watch once a month. I'd watch every you know, four or five weeks. And I'm like, oh, you know, just kind of following it. Because they always show you what happened three weeks ago, two weeks ago, just to kind of yeah. keep you up to date on like the important stuff that they want you to know about. Mm-hmm. We got number five. We're in top five now. We're in elite territory. Top five. Two of my favorites. The Heart Foundation versus Demolition. Two out of three falls match. SummerSlam 1990. Tag team specialist, the Heart Foundation. They win the championship. They're, they're baby faces. It's It's got iconic scenes it's a great story. Two out of three falls matches are tough because you kind of always know, okay, mm-hmm. we're going three falls here, right? We know that's where we're going. But this match is never one where you're just fast-forwarding to the third fall. You watch the whole thing. Yeah. And this is – Demolition's one <clears throat> of my favorite tag teams. Heart Foundation, one of my favorite tag teams ever. Them coming together. And for a long time, I never got to see this match because I couldn't find the SummerSlam 90 tape. So I always knew the Heart Foundation won the titles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how, like, when did they win? How did I do it? When I finally did get to see this match, I was like, wow, this match rules. And it's definitely one I, I go back and watch. Every once in a while, my cousin will ask me, because he watches wrestling kind of casually, like, hey, give me an old match to watch. Like I texted him once. I'm like, watch this match. He goes, demolition? I'm like, yeah, it's really good. And text him <laughs> back later. And he's like, wow, you were right. That that kicked ass. So this, yeah, so this, I, re- this I remember, one. like you, we were probably looking in the same places you know, for this tape, but there was a convenience store, um, maybe a couple of minutes from my house, that they also rented tapes. And they also had a, a, a couple of arcades in there, like the Superstar. Was it like a White Hen or something? What was it? It was a Family Pantry. Okay. Yeah, so I just said convenience store because I don't know if anybody knows what family pantries are, but it was a convenience store. So you go in and like the back half of it had, the, had I don't know, like four rows of uh, VHS tapes and the little circular like key tag type things, but they had mm-hmm. those with numbers and whatever. And you pulled one of those off the little gold hook that was screwed into the wood. <laughs> so you take the hook, you take the uh, little key tag thing to the- What a the, time, the man. Just this, this mom and pop's like, you know, we're going to rent some tapes. <laughs> yeah. So I found it there. I'm like, but a lot of times it wasn't in. So I'm just kind of waiting for to come in you know i probably asked like when's this coming in whatever you did you have your goes. own membership card there like how old you were what, um, uh, maybe 14 13 yeah tw- yeah i'm sorry you were born 78 right yeah so you're 11 you're 12 right 11 or 12 maybe 13 yeah, well not anyway, when it, not not when it not this year that it came out oh, this okay, had okay. been like when i was like kind of going back and watching older stuff because okay. when i was watching it was 90 91 so i wanted to watch some old well this was what 90 yeah yeah so anyway, I, I got the tape. I'm like, okay. And then we're talking about it. Saw it on the back of the package, whatever, two out of three falls. So I was so excited 
like the anvil was like the, the, the tough mofo, right? And then axe, I felt like was the tough mofo. <laughs> then he got smashed a little bit of a, you know, a little bit lighter of axe, but you know, still kind of a, a, a brawler got the hitman heart. So I just kind of wanted to see how just, I don't know. I was excited to see like the anvil and axe go at it just to see like who was better. And it did, did not disappoint, huh? It did not disappoint. I was excited. I'm like, oh, man, this is a great match. Worthy of the top five for sure. I'll give it to you. Top five. Number four. This this a lot of this is going to be a lot of people's number one. Uh, Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart SummerSlam 91. Would you have this one higher than four? Or is, he, is it appropriately ranked, do you think? The more I watch it, the more... I kind of see through it a little bit, so I, I wouldn't rank it one. I think it's fine at four. Okay. It, it's a great match. Mr. Perfect does have a back injury in it. Um, what's a little distracting for me for this match, as an adult, not as an adult, because I kind of know, mm-hmm. but as a kid, I was like, Mr. Perfect's hair looks bad. Like He's got like a poofy, <laughs> like, it's not yeah. long, and his, his, and his single gets ripped. So as a kid, I was like, this is cool. But, you know, I wanted to see Macho Man get married at SummerSlam 91. That's all I really yeah. cared about. Um, but it's still a great match. And it's because uh, <laughs> def- def- it, it, you watch it now as an adult and you see yeah. the story they tell and Mr. Perfect's hurt throughout of it. And uh-huh. the crowd, like this is Bret Hart's kind of first real like singles push because uh-huh. yeah him and him and anvil lost the tag team titles at summer or sorry wrestlemania 7 in 91 a few months later he's wrestling as a singles for the intercontinental championship and it he wins perfect puts him over and makes him look like a million bucks Bret Hart actually Bret Hart actually makes perfect look good too in this match because mm-hmm. perfect's hurt but and then he goes into the crowd to celebrate with Stu and says, hey, did a good job with yourself my kid Helen? you you got Helen. Oh, oh, Lord, why are we at this stupid fucking wrestling <laughs> shit? <laughs> she didn't cuss. She's like, well, I always think of uh, <laughs> Helen Hart on the Wrestling with Shadows. She's got this thick New York accent. It's like, yeah. oh, when they when he first started this wrestling, he told me it'd be a couple years and we're out of it. And now all the girls married wrestlers, all the boys. Are, she just looks like so miserable. This yeah. isn't my life. What it's did like I do? They're all wrestlers. <laughs> said what did i do i got a bear living under my couch or my house <laughs> and then brett's like oh well you know we had a bear he licked the ice cream off our toes you know we were growing up in calgary with the bear the wrestling bear under my porch me and my brother me and my brother smith uh but this match is it's i don't think it's any i, I don't think i even put this match in bret hart's like top five matches top probably top 10 but not i don't even know if it's top 10 if to look at all of them but not top five matches, but it's definitely it's SummerSlam. It's it's def- but I'm talking about for Brett. It's a defining match for him. It's something yeah. that they showed a lot in highlights, mm-hmm. and they and it's talked about a lot. It's still really good. Obviously, I think it is. It's number four on, on this list here, but it's it's always worth a rewatch. It's always something to put on. It's always something to show wrestling fans that even maybe some not wrestling fans to how good wrestling can be. You got a lot of bread on this. He's probably Mr. SummerSlam. <laughs> okay. Would you? I mean, who else is going to be Mister? Because Sean's Mister WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the podcast, you know Mick Foley's Mister in your house. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Who's Mister Royal Rumble? Probably. Kane. Uh, maybe Kane because he's got the most elimination. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Stone Cold won the Rumble three times, so maybe mm-hmm. Stone Cold. But who's uh, been in it the, the most? Who's what? Who's been in it the most? Like. 
Headbanger 20 mosh. times. Headbanger <laughs> mosh, huh? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But Maybe a bushwhacker. I, <laughs> I think Brett's Mr. SummerSlam. You know, I think he is. Well, I, think I think you're right. Great matches. Number three. From SummerSlam 95, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, the ladder match. I like this match a lot better than the WrestleMania one. I do too because it's a different match. Mm. And it holds. Mm-hmm. I think this one holds up a little more in, cause in retrospect because the WrestleMania 10 one, it wasn't the first ladder match ever, as Brett will point out. Oh, you know, he stole that idea from me from Calgary, but, you know, they took my idea at WrestleMania 10. Piece of shit, Shawn Michaels. Meanwhile, you know, anyway. Um, but this one, the from 95, has cooler spots. You know, they, they do one spot in this match. You know, they always do the fake, I'm going to suplex you from the apron to the floor. It's always yeah. countered. And this mm-hmm. match, it's not countered. They freaking <laughs> the I'm going to go back and watch this match again. It's probably my favorite out of all of these. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And it's got the... the is, this the one, is this the one where Sean fall, like slips his leg through and is like hanging upside down on the ladder? This is the one... Idea? Well, no, that's so. This is the one where they kind of screw up the ending because they're both on the the two ladders. Sean uh-huh. super kicks Razor, but then he's too far from the belt, so he's like, "Fuck it!" He just jumps and hangs onto it. And it doesn't and it doesn't come down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so he right. gets all mad and like slams the ladder down to climb it up again. Um, but this it, this is also I I always liked this too because it's got the two good guys. You're like, who do I want to cheer for? Like. Yeah, Sean's. You know, we want him to be the champ, but Razor's. You know, Razor's all. Razor's cool. He is cool. And he's he's the bad guy. He oozes, oozes machismo. Definitely oozes Jinx. that machismo. Mm-hmm. Buy you a coke. So yeah, this is my number three match: Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, SummerSlam '95. Number two. This was probably going to surprise some people, but it's one of my favorite matches. Period, and like the past, you know, all my fandom from SummerSlam. 2013, Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk. I don't know. When's the last time you watched this? Did you remember this match? Have you watched it recently? It Not recently, rules. but at the time, it was the uh, the best in the world versus the Beast. And I just, yep. I mean, being the being the Punk mark I am, it's like Punk's always going to win. <laughs> He's not going to lose. Yeah. And, and, and just the build up to it and just all the bullshit that Punk was like talking. Great on the mic. Yeah, and Heyman's interfering, and there's so many false finishes, and the crowd's so mm-hmm. into it, and it's just... So when Brock it, comes back, I'm thinking, like, how is Brock going to be under the same, like, tree with Punk? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how... You know, it's just that whole story. It's like, what's going to happen? And it, it was a good match. Do you mean with Paul Heyman? Yeah. Yeah. And it is. It's it's This is probably CM Punk's last great match in the WWE, too. If you think about it, because he ends up, yeah, he's gone get, after the Rumble in fourteen. Yeah, yeah, and so he kind of goes through the summer. He goes through. He's he's hurt with. He's got a staph infection, all the other stuff that happens to him. But it's he's giving it all in this match, and so is Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar never half-asses it in his matches, mm-hmm. and this doesn't have any the warm, fuzzy nostalgia feeling like a lot of these matches do. But even if you're a, a fan that hasn't watched anything past like 1999, I think you get a lot of you can get a lot of enjoyment out of watching something like this because it's an old school style wrestling match. It's not a bunch of high spots. It tells a full story, which believe me, the high spot thing is 
fun. I love those type of matches too. But this is just if you're an old school fan, it's a classic big guy versus smaller guy match. And how's Punk gonna take this big literal beast down yeah. to win it? And it's it's for me it's number two and it's can't believe I'm saying that, but it's number two. Number one, you ready for number one? I'm ready. The Mountie versus no. Hey, <laughs> versus the the Hitman. <laughs> yeah, from the where Hitman had 103 degree fever or 110 yeah. degree fever. Number one, once again, who's on this list? Mister SummerSlam himself, Bret the Hitman Hart, British Mr. Bulldog, the SummerSlam. You know, in the SummerSlam. Bret Hart, British Bulldog, SummerSlam 92, Intercontinental Championship, Wembley Stadium, main event. I showed this match to Lauren, my wife. We did a mm-hmm. show last year where it was like, hey, she's not a wrestling fan. Watch these watch these handful of matches. You tell me what you think about him, which was your favorite. This was her favorite match. Good. I was surprised. That ending, man, it was like mind-blowing at the time. I mean, even now, like if you've never seen it and you don't know the story mm-hmm. of it, like just the ending was incredible. And the whole story of Brett locking up with Davey and Davey's like, I'm fucked. He forgot the entire match. So Brett had to guide him through the match while Davey was fucked. And but even so, like it, it, you don't know that. It doesn't no, look you that don't. way either. No, and that makes it that much more impressive. Uh-huh. And British Bulldog, this is his hometown, his home country. So he's got to be the big... And he is cheered a lot, but... Brett's so cool, like he he's not getting booed, like they're they're he's just not cheering as much. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is just unbelievable stuff. And Brett talks about you know guys came to my hotel room that night, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair shook my hand, saying how great it was. It was just an awesome match, and it's something that I've seen of this list of matches. This is probably the one I've watched the most, and it doesn't get old. Like no. you just you find stuff you like every time with it, and it's. The commentary, the crowd, the atmosphere. The I think this this match would have been awesome anywhere, like in an arena. But the fact that it was at Wembley Stadium, and they've got the air horns and the crowd and the, the wide uh, camera uh, shots, uh, exactly, uh, 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 exactly. And <laughs> and Diana Hart's there with her with her God, leather or what sequin jacket. What a match! What a great. So I did buy this. Slam. I did buy the Jonathan Bartlett poster of this, and yeah. it's still it's still in the tube. I haven't figured out how I want to display it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should I mean, buy a white frame and paint it red, white, and blue for the for the Union Jack, or paint it pink. There you go for the Hitman. Yeah, for the hit for yeah. Mister Hitman. Maybe I'll try to do like a Union Jack and just. It's uh, a nice little project for you when you're not hacking up figures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to quit my job and just start doing all this shit again. Just <laughs> bring it to your work. You got you sell bring paint it, and stuff. Bring it to your work. Hey, I'm we're going to need you to downstock over here. Nope, I got something else going on. Something what do you mean you got on, something else going do you, on? Do you agree with this number one? Do you think this is the best SummerSlam match? I, I do agree with it. Yep. Okay. I'm curious what everyone else thinks about the, my list. I'm sure everyone's going to, you know, Mountie Bossman should have been higher, which is understandable. But... If there's anything that wasn't mentioned in the honorable mentions that should have been, and where you guys would rank your top ten, and is this the actual number one match, this Bret Hart versus British Bulldog from SummerSlam '92? It's it's a classic for me, and it's one that I don't think I'll ever get sick of watching. It's awesome. So, really quick here, I'll recap number ten: Triple H versus The Rock from SummerSlam '98. Number nine: The Boss Man versus The Mountie in the Jailhouse match. 
from 91. Number eight, Hulk Hogan versus Earthquake from 90. Number seven, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from 94 in the Steel Cage. Number six, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels from 2002. Number five, The Hart Foundation versus Demolition from SummerSlam 1990. Number four, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 91. Number three, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon, Intercontinental Championship ladder match from 1985. Number two, Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk from SummerSlam 2013. And number one, Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog, SummerSlam 1992. So that's the top 10 SummerSlam matches, according to me and Eric, kind of. Sort of, kind of. Let's put it into books. Brother. It's a good list. So as you were going through them, I'm, I'm kind of just scoping out uh, the matches from like 2019, 2018. Like one or two like stand out. Like it's not like an overall good show on mm-hmm. SummerSlam. And I'm trying to remember any of these and I don't. <laughs> so like, um, what year was this? I'm sorry. I should have been more prepared. That's okay. You're not. So, t- we, so 2018. We 2018. Yeah. I'm looking at this whole list. Uh, like Ronda Rousey, Alexa Bliss, don't remember. Nakamura versus Hardy, don't remember. Rousey Samo- versus Bliss, where Rousey won the championship for the first time. Samoa Joe and I, AJ, I remember that built up. So that was, that was probably a good match. Where he's like, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens, don't remember. Yeah. So it's just That's, so many like garbage matches. I feel like <laughs> they might even be good matches. We just they might be. Them. Yeah, I remember them. I think when we're if you're gonna like me and like most people that I think listen to us and have, have been with us for over the years, if you're gonna pop on an old SummerSlam, you're not gonna pop. Let's see what SummerSlam 2017's got to offer. You're gonna Why look not? At 90, you're gonna look. It might at be awesome. It might be. You're look, but you're gonna look at 88 through like 96 or 97, right? Maybe even yeah. 2000. But you're not gonna cut it off, which. That's why I think a lot of people will be surprised at the number two with the CM Punk Brock Lesnar. But I do th- encourage everyone to go watch it and and let us know what you think of, of this list and what it, what's your SummerSlam matches. And you can so, do that. So one of the ones I was like most excited to see like of recent, which was 2017, I really wanted to see. It was, it was Brock Lesnar against Strowman, Roman, and Samoa Joe. Because I felt like Samoa Joe was kind of like getting pushed a little bit. I'm like, man, yeah. I want to see Samoa Joe like whoop some ass. <laughs> yeah. And it almost looked like he would have won that match, but I wish he did. Me too. I, I love Samoa Joe. He's an awesome yeah. wrestler. He had a pretty good match for CM Punk on AEW Collision last night. Yeah, Saturday he did. Night. did yeah, you watch it? good to see him. I did. Look at you. Look at good you. stuff. Good stuff indeed. Um, so that's this week's show. We're back and better than ever. I appreciate everyone hanging out and <clears> keeping <throat> – Keeping interactive on the Facebook group with us, keeping us hanging out on Twitter where we're there. Again, we're on threads too, uh, but appreciate everyone kind of hanging in there while I've been dealing with all this crap that comes with being an adult and having a family and house and, and figuring stuff out. But it sucks. But luckily, in the interim, there were all of our favorite podcast friends and buddies that of course. shows out consistently and all the time because they're way more professional than us. <laughs> uh, despite uh, Jeff's view on SummerSlam 94, Brett versus Owen, please... <clears throat> what the heck was that? Please go follow... And li- okay. Please go follow and listen to the Fully Pulsable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Every week they're doing a show. Longest reigning figure podcast going today. And check them out at Fully Posable. They're my listen every week. I'm, every once in a while, I'll text Jeff something 
that he said about a show and I, I joke with him like you pronounce names wrong all the time and he's like no that's my gimmick <laughs> that's his thing that's his thing but it's go follow them at fully Posable and support them as well uh follow our friends at the our vantage point retro wrestling podcast support them on patreon as well where they're doing pay-per-view reviews they're up to 96 king of the ring 96 or no maybe just past king of the ring 96 i think beware a dog Mm-hmm. No, no, they just did Beware a Dog. They're a King of the Ring. So, uh, anyway, I'm a couple episodes behind on that, but check them out. And also, their sister show, Acid Washed Memories, their latest show I just checked out was about Napster. We all remember Napster. Hey, I love Napster. And all that. Who didn't? Who did? Well, I guess, M- a few, I guess probably, probably musicians didn't like Napster, but we we all loved it. Well, Lars Ulrich can go suck himself. Sure. Uh, check out the OVP podcast, our Vantage Point Retro Roasting podcast, as well as the sister show, The Acid Wash Memories. Check out the Breaker at Bane Power Hour. They've been doing shows for years and years and years now. They talk crap. They talk wrestling. They're buddies. Also check out the sister show, the TV Toycast. I think Jeff is from Fully Posable's kind of the temporary host right now until Travis gets back. So check out the TB Toycast as well. Um, check out our friends Jeff Verbal Soze. He does the Work the Arm podcast where him and his friends drink beer and watch old wrestling. So can't go wrong with that. Check them out. Um, check out our friends over at the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Justin Summers and friends looking at local indie wrestling. Uh, leagues got the Raw's Nitro podcast. Our friend Daniel Spencer and friends at the Ringside podcast. They are uh, Impact Wrestling referee superstar. They're coming back to town in July. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to make those shows, but they're going to be at the National Card Show. A bunch of Impact wrestlers will be there in Chicago. So if Daniel's going to be in town for that, I may I'm gonna try to meet up with him. I haven't seen him in a couple years, but him and I text and, and talk wrestling and, and talk stuff. So really happy for all of his success as being an Impact Wrestling referee and jumping on indie shows all over the place. And he does a lot. Um, referees do a lot. I think you, you kind of realize as you talk to some of them, like their ring crew, they're doing, they're fixing boards, they're setting up stuff, they're beating production meetings. So go follow the Ringside Podcast and follow our friends. Who am I missing? missing? Am I missing one more? Oh, the uh, In the Marbles Podcast. They do there NASCAR. NASCAR, racing, <clears throat> talking. And I might be missing another one, but if I am, I apologize. We've been off for a while. What are you going to do? Um, I appreciate everyone that is on our Facebook group and the group chats, you know, from Ring Skirts to Rad Chad to Breaker to the fully posable guy, Scott and Jeff. I think uh, uh, Jamie Wallace is, is in there too. I might see him when he's in town for the National Card Show. Uh, there's another, like, I was driving me nuts here. Uh, pulling up the PPW podcast for some recent contributors there uh, on the show. Um, uh, Chris Solmia, he always po- posts funny memes on there. His his profile picture makes me laugh because it's just his his face and behind him is Seth Rollins in the background <laughs> from a Raw. Just, yeah, I, I remember that. He's like, here's my face and here's Seth Rollins right behind uh-huh. me when I was front row ringside. So, so all, <clears> the, <throat> all of our buddies over there, Steve Hoker and uh, Travis Fowler and, and everyone else that's, you know, a, been a supporter and, and listened to the show over the years are you know there's there's so many people that it's yeah i know everyone doesn't listen to every show and that's okay um but i appreciate everyone that that is here you know that matt Kona's out in there he's 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 always posting stuff in the facebook group um i mentioned rad chad um jason wolf follow his art stuff the art of jason wolf you know chad poor movie barbecue chad mark caruso clint carroll uh, Eric Brown from the Doing the Favor podcast, 
Um, Tony Barker, our good friend Tony Barker, he was on a show a while ago, a couple of years now. We talked yeah. to Kevin Nash, Nash stuff. So mm-hmm. just so many, so many awesome people. Ryan Miller, Dude Awakening, as I know him on Twitter, is the he was our buddy who did the uh, Ronnie Garvin guy. That's what I like to used to call him, which I don't think uh-huh. he liked. But you know what are you gonna do? So thanks everyone for for hanging out with us, and we're not going anywhere. There may be gaps in between shows, but we're gonna keep doing it because it's fun, and I like to talk to eric about wrestling and heck yeah heck yeah is right so every, every every time we go through something like this i just like I'm, I'm gonna watch this match i'm gonna watch that match and yeah it's just like i go back and just watch some things I, I started to go back and watch 2013 a while ago but then i gave up on it no mm-hmm. it was 20 2012 you know just from the beginning and i don't know like the raws and stuff like that so it, it's just fun to watch i'll watch an old ecw <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? i was watching tonight before you, we started the show, the summer or not summer, some Nitro from '97, August of '97, where Lex mm-hmm. Luger won the championship from Hogan, yeah. and everyone remembers the Luger won the title, and Randy Anderson putting his hands on his head when Luke when Hogan taps out to the rack. Yeah, but my favorite is <laughs> when they're going backstage to celebrate, mm-hmm. and like Rey Mysterio has like this big punch bowl bucket of ice, he just dumps on Luger's head, and <laughs> and the Giants got paint thinner as he's trying to scrub off the NWO spray paint, yeah. rip of the rip of the tarnish off the belt. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hogan, they go to Hogan in the NWO, he's flipping uh, tables, like, oh, this is Jesus, what happened? Ah, oh, Jesus, he's flipping tables over, and Macho is, he got lucky, he got lucky. And uh, Hogan's, we're going to go to Sturgis and get the belt back. And he did. He got it back. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. <laughs> oh, man. So always, always watch old wrestling. It's always makes you feel good. So earlier in the show, I just want to get this out there. Uh, okay. We were talking about t- popping in a WWF Divas tape. Oh, God. Okay. So I was listening to um, How To. It, it, it's like a, a, a podcast called How To rvd or how to it's just called how to how to wrestling so they were doing how to nitro girls and it's just like every time i just want to hear something that i don't know a whole lot about because i remember the nitro girls but i don't remember them as having that much of an impact with nitro i just remember all the wrestler stuff so anyways they were going through all this uh the nitro girls and they were going over this pay-per-view that they did and the pay-per-view is on YouTube. It's called WCW Nitro Girls Swimsuit Calendar Special. So I started watching Is that a pay-per-view? That. People paid for it, this? Did it you pay for this? No, I never even heard of it. And they're talking about it, and they're going, like, the reality of this, and it's so fake. I'm like, I got to see this, because I never saw it. Never knew they were that important to have a pay-per-view. <laughs> but anyways, it's a Nitro Girls Swimsuit Calendar Special. It's on, on YouTube. So if you want to watch it, it's pretty dumb, but <laughs> it is what it is for the time. Did you watch was. the whole thing? Um, I probably got about 15 minutes into it, because... I don't know. I just gave up on it because it was. Oh my god! Well, that's a ringing endorsement for someone to go. Check well, no. Out. I mean, I, I want to finish watching it. I just either didn't have the time or just kind of. Oh my god! Yeah, the Nitro Girls pay per view. That's hilarious. Yeah. But it's 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 a fun watch. All <laughs> if right. You, if you don't, what is it? The, it's uh, just what is it? Just them like walking around the beach? Like what it's is just it? it's just them doing photographs. Like they'll be on like a rock, <laughs> and like waves are coming in. The photographer's like, "No, we'll get the next wave," and they're standing on these hard, sharp rocks, and you know, just having fun, talking shit about each other, or not shit, but you know, just having fun about oh, who's you know, boyfriend is that, and who do you think's the hottest wrestler, and you know, it's just all it's all like it's all like staged. <laughs> who do you like think's the show. hottest wrestler? Nineteen ninety nine, probably this. And cost. Kimber and Kimberly's like DDP. Oh, and some of the girls like Kevin God. Nash, big sexy. <laughs> oh Jesus, that's but hilarious. It, it's it's goofy. 
You know, if you want to watch some goofy shit from <laughs> from the and late nineties, and if you want to watch something that you're embarrassed, you don't, you wouldn't want someone walking in on you to watch. Right? Like, yeah, like, you lock the door. Is this not <laughs> is this not safe for work? No, it's safe for work. Would you I mean, watch it, it at on, work? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> then it is not safe for work. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not nude. I mean, I think that's what's not safe for work. But I'm not. I'm not going to get caught watching girls in bikinis. <laughs> Someone walks by. What are you looking at? Nothing. This is just Nothing. a Nitro Girls pay-per-view. Some hot uh, babes from 98. <laughs> you're like, back off. Leave me alone. It's my break. Was that the Hawaiian Tropic competition? No, it's the Nitro Girls. <laughs> the Hawaiian Tropic. Oh, my gosh. We're getting delirious here. Yeah. It's oh, getting late, man. too. So uh, It is. Well, thanks, everyone, for, for <clears> checking <throat> this week's show. Let us know your top ten. Again, Join us on the Facebook group, uh, Positively Processing Podcast, Twitter, PPW Podcast, Threads, PPW Podcast, Instagram, PPW underscore podcast. Just find us anywhere and, and let us know your thoughts on that. Or if you have my number, text me. Uh, I'll talk to you at Wrestling <laughs> too. Um, appreciate everyone checking us out and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast app. Just search Positively Processing Podcast. If you haven't heard some old shows, go back to the archives. They're all there. They're there for free and free just for free. Go check them out. Eric, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for doing it early. You wanted to do this show at 11, which we would have been just getting started 20 minutes ago. And I know, and I'm putting off what I was going to do until now, so we'll see What are you going to do? Well, I got some, some laundry. I'm going to watch the Nitro Girls pay-per-view. Yeah, that. that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> no, there's some um, laundry and stuff I got to do, because you know, the job I'm at, they transferred me for about a week to help out another store, so it takes me an hour to get there, an hour back. So, man, they reimbursing you for that extra time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like oh yeah, you bet. Like your I'm, ass. I'm fine with it, but it's just I'm tired. You know, once yeah. I get home because I'm driving for two hours. Well, you I'm think they're like eight. that? The other store, like this, <clears throat> Sanchez is a tyrant. He's got to come in here and boss us around. Yeah, they're like this jerk. Why does he go back to his own store? That's what they tell you. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Eric, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, you got And I it. think maybe next week we'll do SummerSlam 97, one of my favorite SummerSlams. The Slam, this is what I like to call it. All right, Eric. Everyone else, see you soon.